0: how I did it. There it is. Okay, we're good. Might be able to pull that off. Cool. Hello. Welcome, We Were Gamers, episode 392.
1: 392. I have an announcement.
2: Announcements, announcements.
0: We've been playing enough Nintendo Switch in this house, enough
1: Mario Kart, that after seven years, my initial switch now has stick drift. Oh, wow. Okay. Time to get a switch, too. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it
0: happened uh, last week. I noticed that one of the sticks, I was constantly turning to the left, and now I play with that one to handicap myself versus the chillens.
3: But I assume you still know how drifting works in that game, so it doesn't matter, right? And it They don't yet? Stick drift doesn't matter literally at all, <laughs> as long as you know that it's
0: happening. You can okay. compensate for it. Yeah. Yeah. You just sort of drive to the right a little, and then you're
3: already sliding anyway, so whatever. The annoying part about stick drift is like if you set the controller down or whatever and it's on the menu, then it freaks out right? or oh, yeah. so it's just like spamming across or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's not horrifically bad. Um, it might even be inside the dead zone for the menus. I haven't particularly noticed it outside of that, but um you definitely notice it when racing, the car pulls to the left. Do you guys
4: remember when you would uh accidentally boot up your PS1 and not hold it perfectly still? Or was it the PS2? Um must have been the PS2 because it was the Joy-Cons. If you did if it booted up with them tilted, it would log the tilt as the
0: zero position. What in the world? Oh, no. Oh, this? No. Yeah. this is oh, yeah, yeah. bad. This is not new. This is news to me.
4: I thought it was the PS2. Maybe it was a.
0: Did you have some sort maybe of off brand? No, you controller? know what? Maybe,
4: maybe it was one of the controllers that I had for, for my laptop yeah. way back when. Off brand controllers. Spurs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, would, I would believe anything for um, previous to Steam actually telling people they needed to make controllers work with their computer. Oh, it was well Um, before that, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I I remember the the good old days of, like, I've got to install special drivers for my Logitech controller.
4: Yep, and then remap all the keys individually for each game.
3: Yeah, it wasn't even that long ago that I had to install drivers to get a PS3 controller working on the PC. Like, it was that bad for that long. Yeah. And then, like, the 360 controllers got accepted everywhere, it seemed like, and then... Well, because Windows was did. like, what if we had all these controllers that people just already have and they could use them with their PCs also? And it took a while for the Sony ones to come around, but then by the DualShock 4 period, they were finally on board.
0: Well, Sony, seems- is,
3: uh,
0: Sony is getting on board with PC quite a bit these days, as it happens. They simul-released their first ever game across two platforms at once I believe did you did, did you hear about how to spread managed democracy across the galaxy you guys
3: is is that true is that the first time they've actually done that and released two things on both PC and and, and PlayStation I think it
0: is the first time they've released simultaneously yes now wow. they didn't run the same version for the. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out the uh, the PC update and the PS5 update that they tried to push at the same time, uh, the PC one had to get rolled back immediately for uh-huh. having problems with AMD drivers or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's a bad but, look. Uh,
5: yeah, uh,
0: I'm talking about Helldivers too. Managed yeah. Democracy.
2: Yeah, it,
3: Andrew, you're really bearing the lead. The lead is Super Earth.
0: Super... <laughs> earth possibly not the only super earth it turns out um i've been reading some of the lore from hell divers Oh, there's lore okay sweet uh it appears that at the end of hell divers one we lost the war and super earth was destroyed so this may be another super earth
2: or is that just what the propaganda wants you to think it's <laughs> true
0: um i will now be reported and taken to the ministry to be <laughs> reassigned to the front line. What a game. Okay, so <laughs> it's too popular for its own good. They had
3: to cap the servers at 450,000 people. Um, by the way, uh, it, to be clear, it, when Andrew says too popular, Helldivers 2, at a certain point, was within striking distance of being the fourth
2: most played game in concurrence on steam all time more than
0: wow let's see what i think it was just underneath the the just underneath
3: counter-strike or something like that counter-strike was way up there It, it depending on the time right ebbs and flows but like at the at the high watermark point it had more people playing at the same time on steam than only three other games have had higher numbers, right? It's like Dota 2, Counter-Strike are both way, way, way up there. And then like, you know, one of those Battleground games, I think is the next one. And then it's like mm-hmm. Helldivers and Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> like, and those are like peaks, right? And Helldivers is artificially limited. <laughs> yeah. They so can't could have take been higher. more
0: people.
5: Yeah. Right. Wow.
0: They literally, um, the the CEO of whatever the not sony the company that made hell divers uh was on twitter or whatever platform he uses for social media with people being like hey i heard the servers are capped should i buy the game and he goes no please no. wait buy it later wait. when you will have a yeah. better time wait and don't buy it now let's get the servers sorted out you guys can all jump in later. They did institute a policy for kicking AFK people because once
3: people heard the servers were capped, they just left their computers on. Ooh. Which, by the way, very funny that they created a multiplayer game and didn't have that to start with, right? Like that shows the level <laughs> of expectations they were having.
5: Well, Helldivers 1 was a
3: top-down shooter, right, and was not super popular. Right. I, I see how you get to the expectations, right? Like that's not the concern. The concern is like they made an online multiplayer game and they never had a thought about like, well, what if people are yes. just like idling there? Cuz like who cares? Whatever, right? Right. Oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh JJ Michael, it's uh yeah.
0: it's online only. Okay. So and it's persistent in a weird way. So what what the game is is uh I don't know if I can I might be able to scrub through footage for you guys to look at, but essentially, you have uh, your character, which is a hell, a nondescript, na- an unnamed person called a hell diver. You don't even get to name your character. You only get to name the ship your character lives on, because your character is going to die a lot.
3: <laughs> well, but hold on, Andrew. What'd you pick? You got to tell us the name of the ship, dude.
0: Uh oh no. A uh, gauntlet of. What was it? Gauntlet of uh, now. Now I have to scrub the footage. Now you know I have to scrub the footage, right? Uh, the first time I did log in, by the way, um, I, I was a hit with the, the servers are too full message. So
3: that makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: Herald of Liberty is what it, I ended up setting settling on my ship. Herald of Liberty. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. So you get a a list that you can pick two different um, like f- things like adjectives or and a noun. So it's yeah, like X of Y, X of X. You know. Yeah, X of Y. Yeah, not what X of X.
3: Um, can you pick both? <laughs> that'd be very funny if they Harold herald, herald of, of herald, herald of heraldry. No,
0: yeah, it's yeah, that'd be weird. Nope. Um, so you don't get to you don't get to pick your character name because you're gonna die a lot and um. It's a third-person shooter, let's say, with a lot of thought, I think, put into the idea of this Starship Troopers-esque world of Earth out in space trying to spread humanity out and everyone is against us. But it's not really clear that uh, we're the good guys if you
3: look beyond the veil. But the story... The the Starship... Hold on. The Starship Trooper vibes are, like, immaculate, Michael. It is... Very much in the way that Starship Troopers is so good of a satire. Are we the baddies, though? Like, this doesn't look good. They're talking about, like, giving kids guns and stuff. It's, like, not good. Yeah, The impression that, like, oh, everything is great back home. And you, like, think about for a second what they're actually showing you, you know? Yeah. It's like, (laughs) wait a
0: minute. (laughs) I mean, I did clip a bunch of uh, sound effects from Starship Troopers to use on my soundboard while playing. I got it on PC, despite people saying it might not work perfectly with the PS crossplay. But but um, so far it's been okay. We've had a little bit of audio trouble trying to get connected, but other than that, the game has run pretty well. I think it was hit or miss there in the first week or two. They seem to be doing an okay job keeping it stable. Um, the lore, not fleshed out in a way that you need to care about, there are, like, rogue transmissions, and uh, there's logs on the ground you can pick up for environmental storytelling that'll tell you things like JJ's saying, like, are we the baddies? I don't know. <laughs> there's there's hints that we're fighting against the bug race, and it's like, maybe we're killing the bugs because they produce oil. <laughs> and, like, Ooh. yeah. And then there's the cyborg robot race that might be the descendants of super earth one, maybe. So, Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And there's two empty spots on the map also. Um, and I used the word persistent earlier. They decided to make this cool idea much like a, what's that game that underpins Pokemon go? Um, uh the one in the real world where you take over command points and you know it was really popular for a while people were Ooh. flying to other countries to try and take over zones for their their online teams and stuff i don't remember if you if anybody else knows what i'm talking about here
1: not ringing a bell hmm all right uh well that type of game. <laughs> the the map is persistent. So... W-
2: when you do a mission, it adds to the points of the planet. And it
1: will say, like, okay, well, there's 10,000
0: Helldivers playing on this planet right now. And every mission you complete adds, like, 0.01 percent to the control total of the planet, and the missions you can pick are easy or hard, and you know the more difficulty they have, the more points you add to the planet. There's side missions in each mission, so like you'll drop down to refuel an ICBM, and you drop into a map much like a extraction mode shooter or whatever with glorious patriotic music. Michael, no <laughs> okay. playing blasting in your speakers while your drop pod fires towards the planet from your from your uh ship, you know? Yeah. Uh and you smash into the planet and do the like ODST Halo thing, you know? And uh pretty good, pretty pretty fun in that aspect and fun to know that you're affecting the game as a whole. So there's Reddit communities and Discord communities popping up to try and say, "Okay, everybody go to this planet at this time and all that." This is kind of cooperative in that way. Um, there's some drama over streamer groups like going to planets and not really behaving in a uh, team-like fashion. They're just there to like extract with stuff and build their character up. And you're kind of like, well, the cool thing they did in the game is like, there's these things you're supposed to collect, samples, right? Like you're supposed to bring home red, green, and blue items from the floor which basically is that's that's it. Just bring, bring home these things. Well, it doesn't matter who brings them home. As long as someone gets them onto the dropship, everybody gets the points. Okay. But you'll have these people team-killing each other over these things because they don't understand the rules. I haven't personally run into this because my group that plays Warzone has switched over to this. So we all play as a squad, and there's no issue, right? Because we're all talking... To each other, we all understand how the game works, but I do wonder how that'll affect the game long term. Hopefully not too bad, because so- I think part of the joy of it is the ridiculous nature of the combat and the amazing moments for teamwork. They have taken every chance they can to make the game really cinematic in the, the even the fighting and the moments that you can have. Pretty fun. J.J. I was to also telling him about the uh, the music and just had these moments where they hit these really brass patriotic cues <laughs> horns mm, okay. playing as you're, like, dropping down to the
3: planet, you know? Very much on the, the Starship Troopers and, like, glorious yeah. space empire fascism stuff. Very, yeah. very good. Um,
0: and, and the Persistent Planets um, go so far as to tell you, like, When you drop a orbital strike from your character, you have to punch in like a a fighting game combo, like up, up, left, right, left on your D-pad while you're fighting. And then you have to call it in and you throw the little smoke bomb, which has a giant laser on it, right? You can look past the edges of your map and you'll see laser lights going up into the sky. Those are real call-ins from other
3: players happening on other maps oh, you're burying the lead here, Andrew. You can call in the orbital strike with the laser and it just annihilates everyone that's there, including you, including your teammates, (laughs) including (laughs) anything. It doesn't matter how big the, like, you know, and because it's just a little, like, thrown little, like Andrew said, you throw the little thing and it has the little light. Yep. You can throw it wherever. You can bounce it off walls. (laughs) You can, like, do all kinds of funny stuff. And, like, you know, if you're, in the heat of battle, you're entering this like fighting game code. Like are saying. you playing
0: this game? No, you know no, too I, much about. I've watched
3: it. I've watched a bunch of people. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, you got to get on our team. We need another, we need a fourth. Uh, I, I would be interested. Uh, you, you enter the fighting game code and you're like running away. You throw the thing uh, and it ricochets off a thing and bounces back and lands right in front of your teammate and blows them back up. You know, <laughs> you, like there's, the other Oh, you can totally I do. mean, we really buried the lead. There's friendly fire.
2: On everything.
0: On everything. So, like, I can throw down an automated turret. Well, don't stand in front of
2: my automated turret, because it'll just mow you down. Through the farm. Yeah. Um, but even on your ship, when you
0: look out at the planet beneath you, you can see people playing on the maps and calling in orbital strikes. And their ships are their ships in space
1: around you. It's kind of crazy. That sounds wild. And I can, I can see why it would
0: be popular. Well, it it seems to me that they really took some sort of nugget of, we want Helldivers 2 to, to be a community-based game. And then when they thought about adding things, they're like, does this add to the idea that people are playing together or going to have fun cinematic moments together?
1: And if it, If it doesn't seem to do that, it's not in the game. It's it's very lean overall as a game.
0: You have your mission hub, you have your upgrade hub, they're both on your ship, and you have your maps that you can go do third-person fighting on. That's it.
3: And you sort of see how it gets there, right? I mean, this was not a high-budget title. This was something that was intended to be like a fun little multiplayer thing that people would get into. And, you know, you can see that, like Andrew said, it's very sparse in certain areas because they were just like, hey, we're just making a fun little thing. You know, if we get some people to do the thing, it's great. It's good enough. They have enough to do, and it'll be fun. They didn't, like, have to build a battle pass, although I think they have that now, right? Probably. They do.
0: It's like the Halo battle passes um they 're persistent, and you can pay ten dollars to unlock the premium ones and they 're just there for whatever tokens you want to use on them you get you get medals for finishing missions, and the medals get used on the free one, which is also persistent and the um and the paid ones which will keep coming every once in a while but they they stay there, so it's not but, the end of the world,
3: but it doesn't have like you know, huge amounts of DLC. It doesn't have like 10,000 paid cosmetics and stuff. It's just like, yeah, seems to be you know, there seem to be some paid cosmetics maybe,
0: but they're sparse and they rotate and they've already been rotated through a couple times. Um, some of the armors in the battle passes are inherently better than the stock ones you get, but there are free battle pass versions of all the ones in the paid ones. So it's just cosmetic eventually. Okay. You'd you just like have to, to work that. longer, you know? Sure. Um, It just doesn't
3: seem like they're that interested in making the extra money. Right. That's, it's more that. Like, yeah, like they didn't give you like straight up way better versions or way cooler cosmetics that are only available in certain ways. They're just like, here's just a little thing. It's got this paid stuff. If you want to do that, great. Otherwise, whatever, have fun, you know, go manage
2: democracy. And then, you know, it blew up and they were like, oh. So servers. I guess we're gonna do that. <laughs> All the other stuff we were planning to do, that burner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well I um thought it looked
0: hilarious and fun. It took almost no effort to understand how to play the game. It still has things for me to discover while watching there's this guy. Uh, playing with us online that seems to know what he's doing and i just sort of follow him around and watch him pick up his stuff when he dies
3: (laughs) (laughs) uh because he has way better guns than me one of the people that i watched play it andrew have you gotten to the point where you have the gun that someone can reload for you uh so there are multiple
0: guns that people can reload for you and you have as part of your loadout uh, instead of bringing a special weapon, you can bring, like, a reload pack and assist in reloading guns. And it's a couple guns. It's four or five of them. Um, and you get something called assisted reload, and uh, it's it helps a lot. Reloading the
3: railgun takes a long time. So basically, you you are the <laughs> literal, like army guy that runs up and like sticks the shells in the back of the artillery cannon effectively (laughs) don't uh don't run up too fast or
0: you'll get the back end gas and die it's like like (laughs) that you know it's true I saw a guy run behind a rocket launcher and uh there
2: he went uh huh it really has the the vibes uh very good and and lives are just
3: expendable enough you know it's so punishing in certain moments and so unpunishing
0: after those moments, where like we were fighting for our lives on this bug mission and we're just trying to get to the extraction and someone's dying every few seconds and we're you can call them back. They don't they're not dead forever. You can call for reinforcements. Sure enough, the new reinforcement looks exactly like your hell diver and you get to play as them. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, yeah, but you get, like, 15 of those to start the mission, and then they do resupply those over time. So you can kind of wait it out if you're close to extraction and you think, okay, well, we can hold this position. We can reinforce our dude and get extra points for re- extracting everybody instead of just, like, leaving without him. So it's it's punishing to get there, right? And then if you can stabilize, you're just like, if we could just stabilize, if we get to the top of that hill and throw
3: down some turrets, we could stabilize this. You know, pretty, hey, Michael, pretty good. I, I'm sure you see the like, all we have to do is get to the top of that hill. How bad could it be? I'm sure it's uh, fine. And I'm sure the there hill, are no like, bug holes. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: Mistakes. <laughs> I'm sure there, there won't be any bug holes that erupt or a bot dropship that is triggered when you get to the top of that hill. Probably not. None of that. Uh uh. Yeah. I did raise the flag for Super Earth and then saluted it. Uh, it was pretty good on certain missions it's a very fun game if you have not seen it uh, go watch some videos the intro video to the game gives you pretty much everything you need to know about the vibe and it holds true entirely even while playing it and the uh the ability to emote there are a lot of people that just like hugging it turns out people really like hugging each other when they've survived uh reloading an icbm under fire (laughs) All that's to say that I uninstalled Pal
3: World, <laughs> Yeah, get him, <laughs> good man. Take that, Pokemon or or pals or pals. Or pals? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't
0: know. The game's good. I don't want to dig it. I, I think the people there's like two million people still playing Pal World concurrently. I think or
1: something like that. It's very popular. I understand why it's popular. I just feel like uh,
0: got to the point of like busy work in that game. Oh, I gotta go hunt down f- five five teleports across the map. I gotta go find a a loopy pal who drops this thing when captured, and then I gotta get fifteen of those to build the next thing for the next thing for the base to get
3: stone walls
0: so that I can build and Lo, you beheld
3: and, the treadmill, yeah. and then we're like, nah.
0: The treadmill was alright for a while and then it really. Yeah. yeah. And I I played probably like twenty hours and I only ran into that one boss tower that I had described to you guys before with the huge boss fight in it. Huh. It felt very odd to me.
4: That seems very sparse.
0: Yeah. It is in alpha though. I don't want to dog on it.
3: It's it's Yeah,
0: that's that true. Type they said, of game. They've
3: been like out there saying like, hey, it's early access, we have all these other things planned, you know? yeah i don't i don't
0: want to i actually enjoy it i i get why people like it i didn't get far enough to have like machine guns i had unlocked the musket and i was like it's a lot of work to build a musket i'm just kind of like not into doing more work when i could be playing hell divers so uh we're just not gonna do
1: it so that's why i got the uninstall that's why i got the uninstall but um i don't know
0: JJ, are you having as much fun with your game as I'm having with mine? Because i would going be
2: hard-pressed to not be hell-diving for the near future. My game has something your game doesn't, Andrew. Poker. Yes, that too.
5: <laughs>
3: Offline. <Not poker>. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Steam Deck. Ooh! That's there what it is, game. Mm, that, I see. And, and a Switch version, actually, also, by the way. No. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm now convinced
0: that maybe, although someone did say they got Hill Divers running on a Steam Deck, and it's not terrible.
3: I It's probably fine. I mean, that's, I fully believe that you could make that work on, on a Steam Deck. You can't get it running on a Switch, though. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. This has a Switch version. I think a lot of people are desperate for it to be running on an Xbox, but
0: uh, it is owned by Sony, so we'll see. Uh, there's a whole thing about that. <laughs> Uh, see see lawsuits between Microsoft and Sony and the FTC over the last five years
3: yeah Uh, but I have gotten into uh, a game called Bellatro I don't know know
0: this is poker
3: yeah
2: I don't know where this came from y'all know poker though right we know what poker is what depends on what type of poker we're talking about Uh, that's fair (laughs)
0: <laughs> right i mean you
1: know, are we playing with jokers are we
0: uh are we playing texas hold'em what do omaha so, what, what are we doing so,
3: so really uh it, let's explain i'll start from from here
2: balatro is a run-based roguelike game yeah where, where the gameplay is making poker hands that's the game it might be easier here let me Share it, and you guys can watch me start a run, and
3: hopefully that'll answer some questions here. Yeah, hold on, let me get my. All
0: right, I've got my screen set. So if you screen share, I should have tried to share you guys some videos of. I'll put some videos in the the, uh, the thing. All right, whenever you're ready, I think you're good to click click the buttons. Okay, I okay. saw. I heard something. What up? I'm seeing it. Oh, live! I see. Okay, watch stream. I've got it going. I gotta full screen this. Okay.
2: Uh how do I Uh there's no sound. I think I muted the sound because it was interfering with the call, but um
3: I can re- I don't want it to overpower because it'll overpower my microphone, I'm pretty sure. So
0: That's fine. I think people get the picture without the sound. There's yeah. some very chill music, don't worry.
5: Uh, is it um, so? This is, is the beginning. I like, uh, hit new game uh, at triple triad.
0: Triple triad music style music, or is it more like a like a elevator?
3: It, closer to closer to elevator for sure. Yeah, maybe there's a happy medium. I don't know. It, anyway, so you know, we're starting a game here, right? I can pick my deck, and I can pick the the stake. The stake is basically just the difficulty, like how hard do they make the game? Okay.
2: You click play, and here we are, right? This is sort of the structure of a run. You have your,
3: you know, your your scores on the left. You pick your opponent, which is these blinds. And there's a boss at the end of every round. You beat the boss. It ups the ante, which is like the level. And then, you know, you do that again and again and again.
2: And eight anties, and then you win, quote unquote.
1: Okay, straightforward enough so far.
2: We get cards, right? Every turn you start a hand, you get X
3: card, uh you get uh X is 8 by default, so at the start of your run you're always going to draw 8 cards. Okay, you're so interesting, eight is, a often, 8 is not
0: an often 8 it's not an often a number to make poker hands with.
3: Right, but so. as you'll notice uh, on the left side of the screen here, you have uh hands and discards available. So okay. for every uh time you're playing, you get a certain number of hands that you can make that will give you points towards meeting the blind, the goal, or you have a certain number of discards you can use. And that's not individual cards. That's like hands, times that you can discard, right? You okay. You can discard up to five cards at a time unless you have modifiers that change it. Anything can be changed with modifiers, right? Anything I'm saying, you know, number of cards in hand, number of draws, number of discards, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, say this hand that we have, I've got some aces in here.
2: We've got some. Something that kind of looks like it might start to be a straight, but those aces look pretty good. Let's go for those. Right. Okay.
3: So the other thing is that, hey, you know how poker and sometimes people aren't always aware of like what the hands are and like what's exactly the roles and like which hand is better than which other hand. Don't worry about it.
4: Gives it to you right here.
3: And not only does it
2: give you the hands and the rankings, you can hover over them and it'll tell you like, hey, this is exactly how to make it.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're a total poker Do you have new- to win... Oh, when he's back on mic,
0: I guess. Uh, when you're making a hand, does that mean you're going to have to waste cards? So like if you're going to try and make two pair, are you tossing three cards
2: with that? You don't have to, but you can. And there's strategic advantage to doing that for sometimes, right?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're gonna make a hand of of something here.
3: Two pair. So two okay. pair,
1: and then you tossed
0: the nine with it. Because now I get an extra draw, right? Right. Without having to discard.
3: Yeah. But if I just wanted to – but say I wanted to keep all the cards in my hand, like I needed that nine for something, mm-hmm. you can just keep the nine, right? Play just Play those two aces or whatever, the and then you will you only get the points for the cards that count as part of the thing, right? You saw as it was adding so it up. So you don't have to – you could dump four as a hand. You could just dump five random cards as a hand. It'll pick the highest one, you get that, and you're done. Well, so, so some games require you to use the full hand,
0: so you would have to p- fill in a fifth card no matter what.
4: This isn't that, though.
0: Yeah, I'm just asking if that's one of the the rules, and it sounds it, like it's you know, not. You know, so he's doing two jacks, and he's just playing them, so yeah. you don't have to fill it. Got it. Threw, okay. your,
4: threw your flesh away. Oh, man.
3: Yeah, bad Criminal. poker playing here, for sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but
4: we get the gist
3: yeah so uh let's let me uh try and finish this hand really quick, and then I'll show you guys what happens between the games because that's what's
2: the it's when, almost like it a crazy
0: gamified Michael are you a player of video poker in uh, las Vegas?
4: I have played it
0: a time or two yes I feel like these people played video poker for about like thirty three minutes. And they were like, that's cool. What if we made like a game where you didn't lose money? Uh, And then, when confronted with making a game, they said, hey, we could like do all sorts of fun stuff you can't do in video poker because we're making a game, you know?
4: Yeah. There it is. There's the full house. Yeah.
3: So you get a good hand, right? Eventually, you hit a number of chips that's higher than that blind. And then. You earn money, so that's the next thing, right? You earn okay. money based on what you, you some have money. left. Uh, and while you're just earning chips in the hands, now you cash out to dollars, which is just very like whatever. We just need names <laughs> for these
2: things, right? Right.
0: Yeah, sure. Whatever. Dollars are a thing everybody knows. Why not make everything dollars, right? Why does it gotta be uh, uh, Gill?
3: Yeah. Don't make it weird. Just be normal. And. <laughs> Now, there's a very good tutorial when you first start playing that sort of explains all these things. Why are there card packs on my screen? I want this game now. Now, now <laughs> you see. So there's multiple things going on here. First at the top are jokers. Jokers sort of exist up on the top and apply effects to your cards, your hands, your uh, scoring. So basically you can use jokers to either add more chips to the number
2: of chips that you score or add multipliers to the multiplier that you get for each hand. So, you know, let's look at these two jokers here real quick.
0: One in four chance to upgrade level of played poker hand.
1: Okay. Oh, boy. Times
0: 25% multiply for each blind skipped this run.
3: Right. So essentially, like, you can choose to skip a a stage basically in within a level you get a small bonus for it and then this this card would become stronger oh
0: right because your run is not over just because we're between rounds right and so uh, is there the put, mechanic of clogging up things like in other games is that what these card packs do
3: clogging up
0: uh Are like you... if you were going to do a slay the spire run
3: and you would had a deck of cards you would so, not so want So you have cards a deck all you time. start with a normal deck of 52 cards Mm-hmm. But, my my friend, that's boring. Let's change yeah. it, right? Let's add some Celestial Packs. Actually, though, uh, Celestial Packs are specifically related to
2: the hands. So let's take a look oh. at one of these.
3: Okay. Because there are other kinds of packs.
1: Choose... Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Full House. Oh, uh, plus, okay. Okay,
0: so... Oh, okay. So whatever you turn in. So now you have incentive to go for certain types of cards. Got it. Right. So so now now
3: this screen makes makes more sense now, right? You see the number of, they all say level one. They all have a blue column for the number of chips you get that just by making the hand, you get this number of chips. Mm -hmm. Then Uh you also get more chips for each card, right? A 10 is worth 10 A nine is worth nine, so on and so forth. Right. And then you can, then each, each hand has its own multiplier. But when you level the hand up, you increase the chips and the multiplier. And so then you can start stacking all these things oh on top my of god. Each other. Oh my god, I want to play oh, this all oh, night long. It's <laughs> so good. I uh, I had a run um, that I ended, uh, I got to anti-10, so the game ends at 8, and then it lets you keep playing for fun if you want. I don't know what the max level is, uh, where I was earning hundreds of thousands of chips every single hand that I played. Can you keep <laughs> chips after your run? No. You, after the uh, after you beat the blind, whatever it is, you're done. And it doesn't matter how far over you are, the chips don't do anything other than, like it's like score effectively.
0: Mm-hmm. What keeps you making more runs after the first couple? What is the overarching goal of the game in the long run? Like Slay the Spire, you want to increase the power of your decks by completing runs because then you get new cards to run in your next runs. Or like um, monster train has like an end to the game. You want to keep trying to get to what's the, what's the big over over goal of this r- roguelike?
3: like uh, two things. Uh, number one, you unlock more stuff as you play. So as you're playing, you know, you'll run into new jokers. The more times you use certain jokers or certain cards, you'll unlock more things as you meet certain conditions, having five of a certain kind of card uh, making a four of a kind with like cards that are all you know the same card basically like 10 of hearts like making a four mm-hmm. of kind of all 10 of hearts <laughs> I'm going to have uh, to buy this on Steam and on my Switch because uh-oh. uh it, there's <laughs> no there's no like meta progression quote unquote like you know that makes your game easier or something it just unlocks mm-hmm. more new wacky stuff so you saw at the very beginning you could pick a deck there are mm-hmm. other decks like this deck gives you an additional discard the red deck. You can use a blue deck that gives you an additional hand to play every turn. There's, uh, you can unlock more decks as you play. One changes the way you earn money. Some let you pick. uh You're more likely to get certain hands when you're trying to level a hand up. So it's like, oh, I really want to get a pair. Well, the hand you've played the most often will always show up. So you could always keep picking the same one over and over if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really wacky jokers. <laughs> like,
2: there's a joker I saw that lets you pick. Uh, all uh, all cards count as face cards.
5: <laughs>
2: what? They're, they're just like, hey, if, if something cares about
3: it being a face card, it counts, right? There's another card that says all face cards are worth plus thirty chips. Okay. And then another card which is all face cards have a f- plus four multiplier on them. So put well, all that together. <laughs> Then there's a card that's like trigger the joker to the right of this an extra time, right? So you <laughs> start doing like this kind of stuff. I saw uh-huh. one uh, that I didn't get to use uh, but lets you skip numbers when making a straight. Oh. What? That's crazy. <laughs> so you know, play the like, play the flush.
1: Play the flush. Play
0: the
3: flush, no. Well, so like I've selected a straight now, <laughs> right? By the oh, uh, that oh, card, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Look how insane this is. Yeah, but
2: we're going to play the flush here obviously.
0: I feel like it was one of those videos where they're doing the thing opposite of what you want, you know? So he was, like, going to not play the flush you, just you to mean, hurt my eyes. You mean an ebony
3: ad? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, mobile mobile ads. Oh, yeah. Full house. There you go. All right. Uh, we call that engagement bait. Like, comment, yeah. subscribe on this video there, folks. <laughs>
0: I'll do that. That was quick. <laughs> Why
3: did two we, hands. we only
0: played two hands. Yeah, what happened? But he hit his blind. Oh, I see. Okay. Those multipliers
4: got yeah, big.
2: So 450 was the number we needed to hit. We got 650. So now we're ready to move on again, right? Okay. So now we'll go to anti 2 or anti 3 or something. Convert the left card into the right card. So okay. these are the ter- so th- these are another kind of pack you can run Are into. you
5: playing you this on a keyboard?
3: Uh, I am. It works just fine with the controller. Okay. Uh, there's buttons mapped for all this stuff. It's like very easy. Converting and dragging things with a controller uh, makes me nervous. Uh, you could just click on it and, and move them. It's very, okay. very easy. We got very different easy. card packs. Yeah. So the different card packs here, uh, these are standard cards. So like these are going to be cards that are going to go into your deck, right? These card packs. Okay. Uh, I have highlighted a tarot card. There are also tarot mm-hmm. card packs. The tarot cards are going to do something to cards that you have. So it will present you a range of cards or you can hold it till you're in a ma- in a match, right? If you want to hit a specific card for some reason. And then like this one, this death is going to transform one card into another card. So now okay. you're going to have two aces of spades, for instance, or whatever. Right? But let's look at these other ones. Let's do add those, some crazy so cards.
4: Do those changes persist from run to run?
3: So like in, in this run um, until between- we Until we get to a blind that we can't hit and you have to start over, it will persist.
1: Okay.
2: Not all of these look like normal cards. (laughs) No, what's with uh, the
1: granite on the right here? And gold.
3: 50 chips, no rank or suit. Interesting. So it's a card. You can play it. It will go for any hand because it has Mm -hmm. no rank. It has no suit, but it's worth 50 whereas a normal card is worth only the value of the card on the face right an ace is 11 right. but everything else is like 10 or less this is worth 50
2: that's a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty good mm-hmm. this, this I'm gold guessing card that nine
3: week. is double
0: no plus 9 $3 oh you get
3: money oh if, if you, you hold it well if you have a okay. it. got it so now you have now i have this golden nine well, like now, I actively don't want it. I want to hold it in my hand till the end of the round, so I can get three dollars for nothing, basically. Yeah, but it's nice because you can still use it if you want, and you totally can, right? right? Sometimes you need them. to finish that straight or whatever. It's like and the Dual nine purpose is there. card. Yeah, there are also um, a whole bunch of other effects. There's steel. A steel card gives a multiplier to your uh, multiplier.
5: <laughs> it well, multiplies
3: uh, your multiplier if it's it- in your hand. Uh there's cards with little seals you can put on them that do various things like hold this or discard this card and you get an effect. Play this card you earn money, you know,
2: all these kinds of other things that you can get on the cards. So I think uh I like this money one. Let's take that. I'll take that voucher too when. Sure. What's the voucher for? Oh, sorry. Uh the vouchers are like expensive
3: perks, but they're persistent across every round and across all of your play session. That usually they have like big wide-ranging abilities. So one will be like, hey, in the shop, everything is like 25% discounted. Or oh. this one gives you permanently plus one hand you can play across every round until you lose, right? Ah, here you must play five cards. So this is a boss round, right? So the, the mm-hmm. final ante of a of a the final level of round an ante. of an ante. Yeah. round of an ante. thank you andrew uh use the correct terms jj uh <laughs> has an ability so like this one you don't get a choice you have to play five cards got it other ones are like hey every time you play a hand we're going to discard two random cards Ooh. or every time you uh all your multipliers are halved or this one, like if you play a spade, it doesn't count, right? Like any spades you play don't count for anything. You can play them; they just aren't going to be worth anything, right? You can use them to make your your flush or whatever, but it's going to be worth no points potentially. So the, a whole uh, bunch of weird range of abilities.
0: The weird CRT jitteriness that they've added to this game keeps making me think my feed is bad. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: oh, there it is. <laughs> Oh no! It's fine. It's fine. You can, you can turn it all the way. Don't no, don't do it. It's bending the screen. It's making me seasick. That's funny though. That's amazing. They straight up have
3: a filter for CRT that you can just. It Slide, bends. I love it. it bends the screen, JJ. Like I, I know it's like it's a CRT monitor, right? You can it's turn the funny. CRTness <laughs> harder. Yeah. Ooh! Look at that hand. Yeah.
1: There we go. It's good start. Easy. That seems like a good start. Yeah.
0: Cause then it leaves him a open ended straight draw.
1: Yeah. Didn't hit it, but take the full house, the full right? Full house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great start. Two two great hands off the bat. And there you go. Here's your. Uh...
2: That should put us over. Boom. Yeah, that'll do it. So we'll see. So you earn a bunch of money at the end here, right? We'll cash out, mm-hmm. go back to the shop, and I'll show you guys the start of the next round and then you kind of get the idea here.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Very creative. You've already got Andy hooked. Yeah. I mean, I like
0: poker-based games in general. I you, back in the early days of my phone, I just had one game on there and it was like a free Texas Hold'em thing, you know.
3: It was just silly. And so here's one of the uh, – so I bought that Joker that's plus one hand size because having more mm-hmm. cards pretty good. And this one is every played card counts for scoring. Now I have incentive to play five cards every time, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh, well, I, uh, I have like an ace, a king, and a jack. That doesn't make anything. Then I have like two threes. Now I get points for the ace, the king, and the jack as well as my two threes, Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it really has, like, some wild uh, pass. And it's fun because you can't predict what you're going to do every round. It's going to have to be different because you're going to get different stuff. And then you have to make different hands based on what you get, you know?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So now we're at the start of Anti-2 here. And okay. we'll probably stop here. But you can see, like, now all the numbers are
3: higher, right? The small blind here is now, what, 800? 800 chips, chips. You know, it only just goes up. Uh, I'll click on the run info stuff so you can kind of see how they um, there's more information there uh, that shows you like uh, at any time you can look at this screen. You can access all the kinds of hands you have. You can access what the blinds are because what something else that is important. You kind of have to look ahead at the boss blind, which we can see here. The The hook because discards two random cards per hand played. Uh You really don't want to get stuck with, like, I need to hold certain cards in my hand. If he's going to yank them out at the end of each. He's destroying them. Right. Yeah. Right. Very, very inscription y. Very much so. And you want to be playing around it a little bit. And, like, for instance, you'll see the boss at the end says all hearts are debuffed, right? So, like, you won't get any points for hearts. And you come across this joker that's like all your hearts gain bonus chips and bonus multipliers. You're like, yeah, that sounds great. It does until you're debuffed. yeah, Yeah. until you end the up with no points at that round.
0: Right, yeah. If in general, in a game design like this, the boss's rules are going to trump
3: yours, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah, you can increase the multiplier as high as you want, and then it tells you you don't get anything for it. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a really cool game. I highly, highly recommend it. I think it's like $15. Um, I don't know how much it is on Switch. It probably can't be more than $15. Uh, it's completely worth it. I've lost... This is the
2: first game I played in a long time where I experienced time travel. Time travel? Oh,
1: that's, that's, I know what he's talking about. That's high praise.
3: Oh, yeah. It's like that thing where you're like looking, you know, you start playing the game and you're like, I'll just play a few rounds. And then all of a sudden it's like 11.38 p.m. And you're like, wait oh, a minute. I thought uh, it was seven. What yeah. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. I just time traveled.
0: <laughs> That uh uh uh-huh. that was my second night of Helldivers.
3: Yeah. It's it's one of those like almost Civ like in the way where you're just like, okay, I could just do another one though real quick. Civ. Oh, hey, oh man. The, and, the king of, of time travel, I guess, if that's the term. And and I definitely uh I had some animations sped up in this version because I've played it enough times that, like I sort of know what I'm doing and I just click the cards and the animations go. It won't. It's much easier to follow the first time and like how much the cards are worth, how many points you're getting for them, how the multipliers apply. And like when you start getting into it, it really has so much depth because, you know, all these combinations you can make with the various jokers. You know, I sort of told you about all the crazy ones you can get where like skip numbers in a straight or make everything into face cards or actually mm-hmm. transform all your cards into face cards. Like you could also do things like that with some of the cards. Okay. And okay. You know, you get there and then you're like, oh my God, I have this hand that's worth like a million points. You know, you get, you know, you win, you're like, this is so great. And then it's like, well, next hand now, like, I hope you better draw <laughs> some good again. Right. Because, you know, having a million points of this hand doesn't help you for the next one. Right. Uh, Very good. It really that has great. that really easy, like play again, play again, play again. Just so fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure with the chill music underscoring
4: it all, that helps just sort of like lull you into the time slip.
3: Yeah. Andy was talking about video poker. It's like a very good uh, cross between video poker and like Slay the Spire. Right? I, that's literally what
0: I was thinking of was like Slay the Spire and video poker combined. Absolutely. But I was that's yeah. what I was asking about the like overworld kind of like what you take between runs because Slay the Spire – less than monster train or inscription is more like i just kind of want to keep upgrading that that warrior deck i guess i'll go back to upgrade that warrior deck and there's not really like a story as much as there is you know yeah just sort of continuing on maybe more like a loop hero a little bit michael we were talking about that after one of the pods yeah um, has a little story i guess but um, still kind of one of those like i just want to upgrade the town upgrade the town so, for um, instance,
3: in this uh, the – I've only won one game, right, like gotten to anti-8 or above, and that one went to 10. And then I – my combo kind of capped out on points. I couldn't get high enough to pass the blinds. hmm And uh, after winning that run, I unlocked a bunch of new jokers that were like really powerful, but only for hands I had never made on that run.
2: <laughs> so it was like oh. – That run,
3: I had a bunch of multipliers for two pair. My two pair was like level 11 by the time I got to the end and it was worth like all more than I think a straight flush was at the start of the game Mm. way more. It was like times 12 for every two pair I made and then like 200 chips or something. It was ridiculous. And then plus all the multipliers and stuff from stuff, you know, the cards themselves. Right. And I would, uh, and so then like I got to the end of that run and I'd made like 32 pairs and all these other hands, but I would never made a three of a kind. I would never made a four of a kind. I never made a straight. Right. And then at the end, it unlocks. It's like, here's a joker that makes all your straights worth times three because uh, you never made a straight. Right. And then it goes into the shop and you'll see it someday. Right. And oh. Oh, here's one for all the flushes that you make are now worth 1.5 or whatever. Right. Mm hmm. And so there's so much like crazy builds that you could unlock just by like hitting the right conditions. I know there's certain builds you can unlock by having certain numbers of like steel cards in your deck or certain kinds of gold cards. And so I'm just curious to see like what kind of outlandish combos you can do. Because like especially if you know a lot of poker and like you kind of understand the odds of drawing certain cards, you can kind of force stuff. Eight is a lot of cards, you know? Yeah. So yeah. if you want to force making flushes, you can kind of force it to give you to like mulligan and get the right flush cards to get a flush every time. So then it just becomes a fun idea of like, all right, well, how much crazy like bonuses can I find to stack on top there?
1: Very, very fun. Very fun. Oh, boy. Uh, I think, Michael,
0: it's not going to be as complicated for you to explain something to me as that hopefully not (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned something earlier today and i was like what are you even talking about so we have like five minutes what do you mean the hell uh oh oh, heck weapons for say i did say hell divers like 18 times what do i care you broke your own dude (laughs) i broke i broke my own rule um no the new weapon, level 4, is in Champions of the Continent. You said they add 30% for Hallowed. What is that? So, the have you started the new story? Nuh-uh. And I have been experiencing some slight burnout, and that's why. I feel low about not being able to pull characters because I'm free to play. I feel low that a lot of stuff takes me too much time now, like, I took me too long to beat Hammy because I had some personal stuff going on that I missed the the some of the points or the free rubies. Um if you want to do a, like a duo it takes like a whole night. To everything that's like kind of left in the game for me personally takes like a whole night. Like if I want to go beat a duo I have to spend 2 hours you know dialing it in. If I want to go beat the two towers I haven't beaten uh, level 5 I got to spend 2 hours dialing it in. And it just kind of feel like, a, I don't know. I don't know if I still have the energy, and I don't dislike the game, but I, I just got a little low on it. So I don't. I haven't started the new story yet.
4: Yeah, re- reducing the time um, that it takes to build and tinker with teams, I think, uh,
0: would improve quality of life for everyone who plays the game. And there's so much tinkering now. Like one or two. Uh, accessories you forget about could change the entirety of a run.
4: Yeah, and there's against so a boss. many accessories now too on top of that, right? Yeah. Um but without without really spoiling anything, um the There's a new enemy type. So there was a new there if you remember at the end of the last story, there was that new layer of the map, the where your your team has been erased from everyone's memory. Mhm. So the new story starts out in that world and there is a new type of enemy called hallow fiends compared to the hell fiends that we were fighting before. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, there is correspondingly a new grade of weapon, um, the arcane weapons. Uh, And much like all the, the previous weapons, they are upgradable and they have slots Um, you know, specific locked slots for you to slot things into. Uh, And in this case, once you unlock them all, you get two ability slots and then two... I'm not going to remember which type. It's the the soul that has the little outline of the person on it. Mm -hmm. So two stat-boosting slots, and all four of those are rainbow slots.
0: Oh my goodness.
4: Um, But much like the... The Hell Weapons before them, they have passive bonuses for the levels that you upgrade them. And whereas the previous, I guess, Level 3 of the Hell Weapon would get you plus 30 damage passively to Hell Fiends, the new one at Level 3 will get you correspondingly plus 30 damage
0: to Hallow Fiends. So we need to build a bunch of them.
4: Well, so that's the thing. So they they unlocked the fourth level of all of the fortune weapons, or not just fortune weapons, but all the sacred weapons for this. And there's a bit of a wrinkle. So at level 4, the new weapon set goes from passive plus 30 to passive plus 40 against the new enemies, the Hallow Fiends. But the previous weapons go from plus 30 against Hell Fiends to
3: plus 30 against both Hell and Hallow Fiends. Hmm. So you know, if you don't want to make all new weapons, just upgrade make whichever ones you have to mm-hmm. level four, and then you get thirty percent, and that's like pretty good. Pretty good, and I guess. If you need to push it that much farther for the extra ten percent, right? Make those other the ones, ones are there for you, yeah. okay. or if you really need bonuses on two skills or for whatever other kind of maxing right. yeah. you are trying to do, the two well, skills are pretty think, nice. I
0: don't think in JP they even added any more weapon uh, achievements, so we really don't have to keep chasing weapons anymore.
4: No, so it really kind of becomes up to you at this point and what you want to do with the weapons.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of nice. At least you don't have to stress about chasing every single thing all the time anymore.
2: Uh I do probably need to build some more armor sets. I'm starting to run out of like high-end armors. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah,
4: the armor the armor sets and the armor feats continue.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you guys, and for the last minute, are we all kind of running out of characters to level, not being yes. being spenders, starting getting to that point?
4: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna I, do
3: like Hammy and the two that I just pulled are getting close, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of like not, you know, do I want to be leveling like the last levels on like my arena guys? I guess I don't know. Like, doesn't feel feels bad putting them on hunt teams, but you can. Yeah, do the yeah. hunts for the for the gold guidestones
4: and then just cash them in for generics.
0: Yeah. I, I think that maybe keep we need to keep an eye on the Discord to see what people are starting to trade in guidestones for for the future, right?
4: Yeah, I don't think guidestones have too much of a use long term. Yeah. The gold is you the gold ones for as you draw new five stars for leveling
0: them quickly. Maybe Silver's for starting to get some of those seals for when characters get
3: 6-star. But, that's about it. I suspect they're going to add a pretty quick on-ramp for ways for people to earn more of those seals, though, because otherwise, some people will just never get (laughs)
5: 6-stars.
3: Yeah. Well, in the meantime,
0: uh, if people want to find out, JJ, how to play cards while they're waiting for their dropship to get to Melavon
3: 4 and Fight off the bug invasion. Yeah, folks should uh, check out Bellatro. It's on Steam. <laughs> uh, it's also on the eShop. Uh, check it out. Gift Andy a copy. Yeah, get in there. Uh, it is a great game because it's very small. Anyway, y'all saw it. P- play some Bellatro. Uh, but you can send those emails to podcast at We dot com. dot com, a real email address. Podcast at webergamers dot com.
0: Yeah, I think I need to put a. I'm going to record it right now.
3: Hey, this is one of those episodes where maybe you want to watch it on the YouTube. Yeah, I got some video in there of Bellatro. Uh, Andy, I'm sure edited it to make it look good, uh, unlike what I was doing because my play was bad. I'm gonna also—I oh, can't change that. I can just make it look good. But. <laughs> I was gonna say, can you can you dial <laughs> up the CRT on the rest of the I video? Can't, <laughs> I can't change the fact you threw away a flush at least once. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it's fine. Uh, the other yeah. nice thing about Bellatro, I will say, is you could just quit a run at any time and pick it back up wherever. Uh, it's all like there's no time pressure at all you could just sit there and look at your hand for an hour if you want it's fine so
0: I I'll probably also edit in some hell divers footage so uh, because I know you know why not got to manage democracy I got him you've got to manage your democracy
4: Oh, Andy, I saw this. Um, they releasing on, what's today, Monday? Releasing on Wednesday, there is a remake of Brothers. The game? All done in, all done in Unreal 5. I'd wait for that to go on sale to play it. <laughs> there is not, I was going to say, I'm on the store page, there's not a price associated with it, so I don't know what, what it'll cost when it launches, but we'll see on Wednesday.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I know you were you were high on that one. That was why it, uh, it stuck You're, in my I mind. I mean, you never played it, right? It's in my library, the original. Ah, I don't want to ruin it for you.
1: It's a game. It sure is a game. Yep, one of these days. I don't know how I'm going to stop myself from buying and playing this Bellatro.
0: It looks so much fun. I got so much other to do i've got so much in <laughs> in cotc to do the towers man i i am i am so devoid of interest in the towers that i literally do them sunday night while i'm falling asleep at 10 o'clock when they're about to expire and then i don't touch them again until the next ones are about to expire yeah it's it's just they don't make it care really hard to about them not a good feeling and it drags down my other feelings about the game it's just so much busy work
4: yeah i i think maybe you just uh you do the i guess at this point if you have all the stones you do the the first level of the tower to exchange for the traveler seal and just bail on them until they put in the quality of life update
0: yeah maybe maybe that's the answer i really like getting the other stuff like soul soul shards cuz i don't want to farm anymore Sure, but it's yeah. just another form of farming, I guess
4: they've just uh diversified your farming portfolio.